Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of God-Sized Stories. What do you think is the one ingredient in every success in life? Well, I dare say that you cannot have success without confidence. This week, I share part one of my interview with Amanda Pittman. Amanda is a young, vibrant author, speaker, and the founder of Confident Woman Co., In her brand new book, Stand in Confidence, Amanda shares about how God helped her overcome paralyzing insecurity to stand strong in the confidence of who she is in Christ. Because our conversation ended up pretty long, you get part one today and part two next week, and you don't want to miss next week. And by the way, Amanda is giving away a copy of her book, Stand in Confidence, to two of my listeners. All you have to do is follow this podcast, share the episode on social media, and make sure to tag me. The winner will be announced next week on social media, so just follow me. All my social media tags are on the show notes. I hope you enjoy this inspiring conversation. It's so nice meeting you, Amanda, and I've heard so much about you. I'm very, very excited to get to know such a young and bright woman as yourself. Yes. So, <laughs> Well, it's a joy to meet you, and I'm really happy to be here. Thank you so much. And I, first of all, before we start anything, I heard that you lived in Atlanta. I did. I, I lived in Atlanta for four years. Atlanta's gorgeous. Yes. Um, we lived in Decatur. Um, and Decatur is very beautiful. It is. Um, but we lived on uh, the, the, you know, the other side of Decatur. <laughs> it, oh, okay. It, it, but um, it, you know, it's it, it's lovely. My favorite part in Atlanta is the Alpharetta area. It's just yeah. so beautiful, suburban, clean, it's and beautiful. My favorite yeah. sushi spot is there too. I miss it. Oh my gosh! You got to tell me what it is. I love. It's sushi. called MF MF Bar in Alpharetta. MF Bar. MF okay. Bar. Oh, MF Bar! If anybody who owns it is listening to this podcast, you owe me. And because Amanda <laughs> Pittman is your loves your sushi, and I will be there too. MF it is Bar. the awesome. best. The really? Best. Yes, and their sashimi incredible. Mm. They have um, it's not on the menu. But it is, um, uh, what do they call it? A salmon belly nigiri. And mm-hmm. when you put it in your mouth, there's a flavor explosion. It's like smoky and it like melts in your mouth. It's like, how can this texture be present in sushi? <laughs> and it's like a bite that is worth you know, it, it's mm-hmm. worth it. I, I'm yes. just going to tell you, it's you worth it. You're making so me hungry. It's uh, it's <laughs> noon right now as I'm talking to Amanda. So, ooh, so she's sounding better and better. <laughs> yes. Love Atlanta. Been here 23 years. So, yeah, one of the things that Pam told me, uh, she said, hey, just fun fact, um, Amanda moved from Atlanta not too long ago, right? Because yes. I think you guys were here um, in ministry, doing ministry yes. in Atlanta, right? Yes, we were a part of a, a church there and we helped with the church plant. And when our time was done, we came back to Texas because that's where we're from. But we we absolutely loved Atlanta. I mean, it's nice to have topography and lots of trees. I yes. love nature. But- um, yes, we do. I love it. I love it that we are close to the big city, but far enough removed that we have, you know, a little more peace and it's it's 
it, it is a little busier than when we first moved here, but uh, still can't compare to downtown Atlanta for sure. So. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. I remember seeing the Beltline during COVID whenever it first hit and everybody was still out. <laughs> yeah. I was just surprised we're supposed to be at home at lockdown. Everybody was out on the Beltline. <laughs> yes. uh, it was it was busy. It um, but, yeah, there are definitely parts of it that I miss, um, but I do. I love Texas because it's oh. home. Yeah, so home is always great. Well, but um, I'm I have a joy today to to interview Amanda Pittman, and Amanda is just a little bit about her for the audience uh, to who doesn't quite know her yet. So she is a wife, a mother, an author, a ministry leader, a speaker, and entrepreneur. She is the founder of Confident Woman Company, a ministry that equips women to stand confident confidently upon the finished work of Jesus. Through Confident Woman, uh, Amanda hosts retreats, conferences, online events, coaching programs, podcasts, videos, and more. She's also the host of Confident Woman podcast and the author of five books, including the one that we're going to talk about today, which I got a beautiful copy here. Mm -hmm. It's called Standing Confidence from sinking in insecurity to rising in your God-given identity. So this is going to be available in stores starting when? September 6th. We're right around the corner. I have to say, your family is absolutely adorable. (laughs) Y'all go online and see it. It's adorable. (laughs) And I absolutely love your children's name. She has two cutie pies, Elijah Apollo Pittman. I'm telling you, he is already a winner. Right. With a name like that. (laughs) President Elijah. I can see that. (laughs) I love it. And then Lily Blair. Oh, my gosh. Now, I want a granddaughter called Lily Blair because I absolutely love that. How old are they? So Elijah just turned six and his first day of elementary school was just yesterday. So I'm very Mm. sentimental about that. And uh, Lily is three. She turns four in just two months. Um, So they're about two years apart and they're fun. Um, and I, I do, I do call Lily, Lily Blair quite a bit. I'm like, Lily Blair, Lily Blair. And I, oh, they yes. have, it has, a, it has a ring to it. I love it. So I'm, I'm glad you like beautiful. it. <laughs> I love it so much. I'm going to have to show, I have two girls and, uh, mm-hmm. I have uh, one is 20, one is 16. So mm-hmm. I'm going to have to tell them, consider this for a granddaughter for your mama. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, it's it's great to have a boy and a girl. Um, oh, it's yes. it's the best of both worlds, and I, it's it I get to enjoy it. It's very special. I bet, I bet. Well, it's wonderful, and you are entering that phase that just uh, embrace it. You know, the school time starts because I'm telling you, and I know you've heard of this over and over again. I always thought that it was just like something that people said, but. I have a junior, my youngest one is junior in high school. The other one is a junior in college. And it is true when they say that you blink and it's gone. You know, it's just like, so enjoy every bit of it. It's amazing. And I know you will because you have all the tools. And and I love it that you're raising a girl. Uh, And uh, I love it that your testimony of coming from a place of a lot of insecurity uh, you even mentioned in the introduction of your book, just uh, going back to your Facebook and realizing just what seems not so long ago, how insecurity 
determined your your life in a lot of ways or yeah. the outcome of things in your life. And so here you are now a confident woman teaching women how to walk in confidence. Mm -hmm. And this is what this book is all about. So uh, many of your listeners, uh, they know you as the founder of Confident Woman. Uh, how did you come to choose that name? And how, tell me a little bit about Confident Woman. Confident Woman Co. Yes. Um, so actually, the, I kind of stumbled into it. I never like envisioned this plan for my life. My plan for my life was to uh, become a professional flutist, join a major symphony orchestra, be a musician for the rest of my life. I love music and I, I thrived in it. I went to school for music at SMU. And um, uh, whenever I was in college, God captured my heart in a major way. Um, and whenever I de rededicated my life to him, that was when I made the transfer of being saved, but also finding and rooting my identity and confidence in him because that's where that's where the disconnect was. Yes, I was saved by grace through faith. I was spirit filled, but there was that missing link and that missing link was establishing my confidence in him. And so um at first whenever I started sharing my life online, it was really my husband and I doing YouTube videos and um there were YouTube videos about um, like relationships, Christian relationships and doing it God's way. Because one of the major reasons why I was so insecure is because I did relationships the wrong way. Mm -hmm. um, and so this was, uh, I guess, my way of navigating this new territory and helping people along the way. And it evolved into so many um, women that I was helping with when it came to their insecurities, um, whether it became, whether it was in their um, self-image, whether it was uh, in their relationship status. Um, and I saw that a lot of the issues that they were struggling with were the same issues that I was struggling with. Um, and God took me on a journey and it was, it was well into marriage that it really took off of um, walking me through um, finding my identity in him, defining my design in him, finding connection and all of my strength and ability in him and finding connect conviction in him. And um, this book really was birthed from a place of like moral obligation. And so was Confident Woman Co. Um, so in 2018, um, whenever my husband and I were in Atlanta, um, we planted a campus of the church that we were at. And um, whenever we did that, we had this belief and this conviction that we never wanted to pastor a church and have a traditional job at the same time. We're not knocking bivocational pastors. Um, mm -hmm. And if you have a full-time job, like you can totally do that. For us, our conviction was that we wanted to be fully flexible to serve them adequately if we're going to be pastoring them. Mm -hmm. And so um, my husband put in his 90-day notice, um, ended up leaving his job. Uh, and I was a stay-at-home mom at that time, even though I, I had done, um, I was an elementary music teacher before that. But whenever I moved to Atlanta, we had a son. Right after that, I got pregnant. And so here we were planting a new church, no jobs. I have a son and I have a daughter on the way. <laughs> and we're like, what are we going to do? What in the world are we going to do? And um, we were just trying to find ways to make it work. And um, I ended up launching a coaching program called um, the Confident Woman Mentorship Program. And whenever I did that, it was something I didn't even think much about. Um, I was like, okay, like 
this is a good angle, I guess. It wasn't something I thought much deeply about. Um, but then later on that year, the Lord led me to do an online conference. And I was like, well, I'll just call it the Confident Woman Online Conference. And I'll start an Instagram page for it, right? And then I was like, okay, then the Lord had me to do a, a Confident Woman Atlanta retreat. And I'm like, I'm doing all of these confident woman things and it's turning into something and I'm serving this community and it's turning into something that I never knew was going to be anything. It, it almost felt like I was stumbling into it. Um, and that's when I just thought to myself, there needs to be an umbrella that houses all of these things. And that's where Confident Woman Co. came from. And at first, I did not consider it a ministry at all. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why it's called Confident Woman Co. Goes yeah. the company, right? right? I did not consider it a ministry, but then the Lord made it so clear to me, Amanda, this belongs to me. Yeah. This is a ministry. And um, and it's not just about your purpose. Uh, because in the beginning, um, the tagline, the mission statement for Confident Woman Co. was equipping you to um, boldly pursue your God-given purpose, which is fine. Mm-hmm but incomplete. Mm-hmm. Because if you chase your purpose, but you don't chase God, God yes. then you can find purpose and miss Him. Right. But if your identity is secure in Him, mm-hmm. and if you're standing confidently upon Him, then, then purpose follows, right? Um, if you know Absolutely. who you are, you'll know what to do. And so once I made that shift and fully dedicated it to him, it, it really blossomed into something beautiful that serves women. And so that's kind of a, a, a longish, mediumish, shortish version of the story. Yes, um, wonderful. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, it's just beautiful because it's so true. The one who, who bestows upon us the gifts, you know, he's the one who can reveal them to us. And if we don't pursue them and we're just pursuing the gifts or, or pursuing, you know, pursuing to develop the gifts or the purpose without having that strong commun- communion with the Lord, yes. uh, you just miss the point because he do- yes. He didn't make us for service. Service is just part of what he made us for. Right? Yes. He made us to, to be his and to live close to him. And that's yes. beautiful. So you, you have it right. You have it pursue God. And of course, he's the one who is going to bring you the confidence that you need as you affirm your, or he affirms your identity in him. And then he mm-hmm. also is going to bring purpose out of, you know, your gifts and show you what to do. So that's, uh, you, you got it right. That's exactly how it is. But, you know, and, and let me tell you, at, this book is very timely, I believe. Um, I have two girls, like I said, and it is unreal how much comf- how much uh, kids are struggling with uh, lack of confidence or insecurities as uh, you you put well in your book you know it's it's an, almost an epidemic i think like uh, especially with young women so how do how much do you feel that today uh is just propelling these young especially young women teenagers and young women uh, into places that are pretty much where they they cannot find their purpose. They cannot really discover who they are in Christ. Yes. There are many voices that lead us other than the voice of God. And um, these voices could be people that are around us, the connections that we have around us. Um, And a lot of it is culture too, Mm -hmm. Um, because a lot of us can become insecure and not following God's will and way and 
for us because of what people close to us have said. But even if you have a very supportive inner circle, that will not shield you from the lies that culture is perpetuating. We all have these narratives of who we're supposed to be. And depending on what you're, who you're affiliated with, what, what, what groups you affiliate with, every different person, organization, belief system is going to have a different version of who they believe you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And so this leads to insecurity because if, if you're thinking to yourself, well, I, I ascribe to celebrity culture, then you're going to think to yourself, well, I, I need to get a bajillion plastic surgeries. Yes. My worth is in my appearance and how much shock value I can add and how mm-hmm. popular I can be. Um, but then again, if you ascribe to, uh, let's say, a very legalistic church environment, the culture of that environment is going to make you believe my worth and value is dependent on how holy I can appear, how gifted I can appear, um, and and whether I follow these rules and regulations to the T. Uh, if you find it in your political party, it can it can be dependent on how polarizing you are, how mm-hmm. much conviction you have for that political party, and and um, how, how idealized your views are. And so it, it it it's so pervasive in our culture, and that's why it leads to insecurity is because there's so many voices. And so we're always trying to play a part. And if we don't play it right, then we're going to feel insecure because yes. we're trying to live up to everyone else's expectation of us. Mm-hmm. And I felt that way. I've certainly felt that way. And I still fight that temptation to this day. Right. I think we it's all not, do. Right. And it's not that insecurities don't come. You know, I speak about confidence and confidence in Christ. And that's not to perpetuate this idea of you're just always going to feel confident because you're not. Right. No. Insecurities <laughs> will arise, but it's, are you equipped to respond? And when you respond, what are you responding with? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yes, I, I believe it's, it's very much so cultural. Um, and it's also the people who surround us. And so um, what we need to do is to learn how to hear the voice of God and know what God is saying about us and learn what God is saying about us so that He's the one who defines us. He's the one who leads us. He's the one who guides us. And no matter what the world is saying or the people around us are saying, we can have confidence because we know what God is saying. Absolutely. Once you know who you are in Christ, then... Uh, but then you can shut down the other voices. Uh, yes. But it, and it is a challenge today, right? Because yes. there's, like you said, there are so many voices pulling your attention all the time. If you're not intentional to spend that time with God and mm-hmm. His Word, 101, just you and Him, uh, that, that the other voices are going to be always louder. And that's uh, that's something um, I always tell, you know, not, not just my girls, I, I coach volleyball as well for young girls. And, you know, that's something that I'm always trying to, to tell them, you know, you're going to, you're being pulled to all directions, but you have to center who you are in God, in, yes. Christ, in, in the person of Christ. So it's so, so true. And uh, we have like a lot of, of course, narratives that are out there, like we we're just talking about. So how do you think that as women, like what are some practical ways that women can, um, and I know, and I know that you covered them in your book, some practical ways that women can fight the temptation to linger on that, what society says about Mm -hmm. who you are. Yes. I believe hearing the voice of God 
will help so many women. Mm -hmm. And I, I hear a lot of women say, you know, I don't hear the voice of God, or I don't know if this is God or if this is me. And what I would say to that is many times you do hear the voice of God, mm -hmm. but the issue is that it's drowned out by the noise of all of the opinions of people. Exactly. So the most practical thing I would say is to turn down the noise. And how do you practically do that? Let your con connection with God be the strongest connection in your life. Mm -hmm. Let your connection be with God also be the primary connection in your life. The scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and then all else will be added unto you. Many times we're seeking all else and giving God our leftovers. Right. So God becomes secondary in our lives. Anytime I've put God on the backseat, anytime I've put him secondary, and it happens in my life, it happens even to this day, right? right? I can do it at a week, you know, in a week's time, right? I'm not discounting myself from that. I have done this. Anytime I do this, I am so dissatisfied. I lose sight of who I am yes. and I wonder what's wrong. <laughs> and I need to be reminded. And it's like, no, I need that reminder of no, God, God is primary. I need to seek him first. And, and, and I'll be very practical before I hopped on any, any calls today, did any work today, as I was getting ready. One of the things I like to do is like, as I'm putting on my makeup and doing my hair, I like to listen uh, to the Bible app and listen to scripture while I'm doing that. Mm -hmm. What I could be doing is, you know, have a YouTube video on or, you know, be watching TikTok or some podcasts, but I'm going to listen to scripture and it really sets my mind. And then uh, another thing I'll do is say, Lord, what is your will for this day? Mm -hmm. Lord, lead me, guide me. Let me hear your voice today. Mm -hmm. And I know that that is so simple, mm -hmm. but it, it's the one thing that can make the biggest difference in your ability to hear God's voice. Mm -hmm. And it can make the biggest difference in your level of confidence in Him. Yes. Because if you if you wake up and you start consuming social media and you start you know, going to your job and doing all of the things before you seek Him, then all of these voices are bombarding you before you have set your intentions on Him. Um, so really seeking him first is a mm -hmm. good way to practically right. um, find that confidence so that everybody else doesn't define you. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. And I think that that's the one thing that's missing and getting worse and worse and worse as social media is becoming more and more of an influencer of everybody, every person's life. And, and you said something. I believe in that, too. It has to be kind of like first thing in the morning because at least for me, I guess other people are probably different. So, you know, some people do better at night. But I, if I don't make myself the first thing in the morning, get up and go to my prayer time and reading scriptures, I seem to always <laughs> like slip and then I'm just kind of popcorn praying throughout the days, which is, is, is valid too. But there's nothing like sitting down with the word of God, mm -hmm. the devotional, and just uh, you know, just seeking Him first in the morning, like you said, you're just saying, "What, what would you, what would you want me to do today, Lord?" Or, yeah. You know, what are the steps for today? So I love that, and it's very true. Passive and proven for sure to have that abundant life and confidence. I 
know we left you wanting more. And there is more next week on part two of my conversation with Amanda Pittman. You don't want to miss it. Now, if you go to my show notes, you will find a link to my column for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution based on this interview. And in this column, I share about one of the components of confidence that Amanda writes about in her book. You will also find a link to Amanda's website where you can find out more about her ministry, her books, and products. And don't forget to follow this podcast and share this episode on social media for a chance to win one of two copies of Stand in Confidence. And until we meet again, may God bless and strengthen you as you write your own God-sized story. Thanks for listening.